welcome to Four Guys in a Comic, your hosts, Fred, Rusty, Tap, and Nova. All right, welcome everyone to another edition of Four Guys in a Comic. Hey guys, how's it going tonight? We got with us Nova, Tap, and Rusty. Gentlemen. Yes, sir. Hey, Howdy. It has been a fun week. How's it been going with you guys? Uh, good. Yeah, no, real good. Yeah, I'd give good. this uh, give the week about a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. That's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I won a it's Captain nice Marvel thing. 2 for $11 this week. That was cool. Oh, wow. That is cool. That is very yeah, cool. Yeah, 1968. Silver Age goodness. Yes. Gotta love Silver Age. The quality, the smell, the feel. Everything about Silver Age is just ooh, wonderful. <laughs> Scored me an absolute preacher this week. And I'm working on, fingers crossed, Animal Man Omnibus, the Grant Morrison run. Very cool. I'm sure I, was, I actually, like, yes. I actually just got a little of a score. I turned, I traded in a box of Liefeld uh, comic uh, uh, trading cards, and I actually got credit for Liefeld art. I was actually surprised, and I picked up uh, 19 copies of Stray Bullets. Nineteen cool. copies of it. Of the same well, you issue? know, nineteen issue. No, yeah, I guess. Are I don't you know. aware of something? Red's trying not? to run the monopoly on stray bullets. Right? <laughs> that's I mean, right. I'm that's controlling right. the prices. Issue seventeen, like just a random issue that he stockpiles. Have you ever wanted to do that though? Is just find an issue of something and just buy everyone you could just a stockpile it. If you want to make it's going to be wanna... worth something. Yes. Well, if you get all of them, then it's going to be worth a lot, yeah. Cause yeah. Got... yeah, because you get to choose what it's worth. You know, you know, run the market on Stray Bullets number 17. You want to read right. this episode of Squirrel Girl number 7? <laughs> you got to come through me. I got, yeah. ep- I got Squirrel Red Girl. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but, man. Um, it's pretty good. I got a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to list it because... Uh... Whatever. Even I don't remember all of it. However, if you go to his Too YouTube channel read. at Dr. <laughs> Chernick YouTube, you can go through and watch the unboxing. You can. Yeah. Anyway, um, what about uh, what about your guys' reading? You may have bought something, but Rusty, did you crack open that Captain Marvel 2 and rub it up against yourself and get the newsprint all over yourself? Or no? That's, that's 102, right? <laughs> Rusty's like silly oh, putty. Two. <laughs> two. Yeah. Issue number two, not 102. I think that's what you said, Red. Yes, because uh, Silver Age started at issue 100. Of Captain Marvel? Oh, I think it's a Captain America. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, Captain Marvel. Captain okay. Marvel. He has yeah. issue two of Captain America. What? <laughs> well, I, I know, I had, right? I had, I had to actually go back. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Did you say Captain America? Wait, two? Hold on here. I got to backtrack a little bit. He's like, all right, how much money do you want? <laughs> but no, um, uh, Captain uh, Marvel 2. But um, Okay, no, I haven't gotten it sent to me yet. I only won the option oh, this week, so I still have to have it sent to me. Um, I did read Captain Marvel 3, which I won in an auction uh, like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was just an interesting kind of issue. I mean, uh trying to discover himself kind of thing nothing really yeah. happened in it but um discovering himself Ooh, it was a trip to amsterdam uh, red light district was but, it yeah, like chips at our your... <laughs> <laughs> but um no i didn't read that oh uh, the only thing i read this week though because the only thing i literally bought besides a few rando stuff what did i buy this week pornographic magazines no, not that. <laughs> um, that was last week, Cap. All you bought with, was Death of X, right? Well, I bought Death of X, and that's the only new comic I bought, um, which we talked about a little bit earlier with the art being a little rough. Well, but... listen, we need, to, we need to talk about that a little more because that picture is a bit misleading. Now, you have to realize they're taking that out of directly from panels in the book. He's not, yes. you know, he's not, he's not drawing these for the front page or second page whatever it is um i don't know why marvel chose to do that when it's such a crap like it's probably a small panel he has like sunfire in the corner like popping his head in or something i found the i actually was talking to red about this i found the panel it was from okay and he's actually standing in between emma 
and Scott, and he's just like between their shoulders, and it's really small. Why? Why even bother? <laughs> I don't know, oh, but God. I will say this: even in that panel, his face is still—it looks. It's just a little Fair bit. Enough. And like I told you, you just need to tweet the guy and say, hey, here's the contact information for registering for the Cooper School of Art, okay? Don't be another life field. Well, the rest <laughs> of the issue isn't actually that bad, I thought. No. Oh, okay. There's it, some, it, it, but it, it, it was big. joint on it this time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, either way. I mean, it's coming out like every two weeks, right? So I'm sure he had to rush a little bit, hence the joint. <laughs> Let his son do a couple picks here yeah. and there. And... Like, listen, we need a sunfire in here. I don't really want to draw him. Uh, just, just sketch him out. Yeah. In which case, hey, not bad for a, a five-year-old you know, five yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but, uh, uh, that yeah. story's picking up, though. I mean, uh, Death of X has been pretty spot on. Kind of. Besides the art, man. Besides the like, eh, yeah, yeah. aside from Magneto and Cyclops, I could. You know, I could take it or leave it. I actually am liking Cyclops, and I think he's, you know, he's a decent character. Yeah, I like that new Inhuman, though. Uh, Dasuke Downer or whatever. Downer? Like, what kind of name is that? And everyone's like, yeah, cool name, bro. Yeah, Downer? Definitely a cool name. They they have some cheesy names. I'm going to say that. The Inhumans they are trying to give us, they are, there's one named Grid, and there's like, I don't know. Uh, what's it, Enon or whatever? I don't. It's the nineteen seventies called. They want their names back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Downer. Blood followed by a noun character to show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blood shoe. <laughs> but um, um, it's like it's like a, it's a flip book with here's nouns, here's verbs. Let's flip it. Oh, okay, they stop there. Oh, oh there's okay. There's your name. Yep. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, I know we're on the topic of Marvel, so I know Tap and I read uh, the Unworthy Thor number one. Ooh, we did! Oh, so good. Which was actually pretty solid, I will say. Anybody this else is, read it? Is... No, it is on my that. list. I mean, oh. I only got through. Actually, this week I've been re- trying to it's catch up Thor. on uh, Rebirth. We'll come back to that because I'm curious. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, un- Unworthy, Unworthy Thor was. Uh, well, I, I like Jason Aaron, but Unworthy Thor was. I I liked it a lot. And the, I've been wanting to check it out. I don't want to say anything because I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but yeah. I will say it's very well written, and as expected, there's going to be cliffhangers, and I will say that this one was, was pretty cool. I, I liked it This one was like, uh, you know, I look forward to what will actually happen. I mean, I'm pretty sure it won't be what's expected, but at the same time, it was kind of this gesture where it sort of made me, uh, I was like, oh, wow, like, I didn't realize, you know, the bond these guys had, and it was sort of like a... Like a like an emotionally meaningful page as well, is just like the quick the quick sacrifice. Uh, you know, is just is is really well done. And I mean, Tab, were you reading the female Thor, the mighty Thor, whatever it's no, called? No, 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 I haven't read that. Okay. I wasn't a fan of that just because it, like, there's a way this Thor talks that Jason Aaron writes him that just isn't the same way he writes the female one, and it I wasn't feeling it. I've been told that the the lady Lady Thor is actually pretty good. Um so but I have not read it. It's not been on my my radar. Yeah. Um I guess we can just quickly I mean well uh, let's let's hear what Red has to say about Rebirth. I really am. <laughs> yeah, which which part of Rebirth cuz there's been a lot now lately. So yeah. All right. So let's see. Let's see. I went through Cyborg Oh, <laughs> sir, your opinions are now null and void with me. Nah, that, <laughs> it just, it just, was so good. It, it just didn't get me. Teen Titans, I wasn't too thrilled with. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't take you seriously anymore. This show's over. <laughs> the Flash, the Flash, I was enjoying. I think the best line that I read was um, the Flash is in the Batcave with Batman, and the Flash says, even, or was it something about. Yeah, Superman once advised me that you should never uh, smile or laugh in the Batcave. You know, I thought that line was hilarious. <laughs> All right, so read read like an issue of each one because I'm pretty sure that was in the first issue of the Flash. So, all right, there we go. There's the opinion smashed. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Like I said, I'm just I, you know how it is. You got a huge stack trying to catch yeah. up on things. Teen it, Titans it's difficult. is probably one of my favorite Rebirth titles. 
Uh, Teen Titans is so incredibly good. Um, yeah, it's up there. Anyway, what else? Did you read uh, Green uh, Lantern? I no, I didn't. Wasn't able to get to that one, and I also had on my list um, Batman Beyond. I haven't wasn't able to get to that one. Ooh, either. Batman Beyond's really good too. Hey, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm enjoying that one a lot. Rusty, speaking of Hal Jordan and the Green Lanterns, um, we have early access. Have you read the new issue? The newest yet? one? Yeah. No. We got. No, I want to read that one. We. It, it's in the usual spot, man. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but I also I'm did. Have to go get it. <laughs> Now, another one, though, I did enjoy uh, this week was Eden's Fall, number three. Did you guys read that one at all? I did read that, yes. Yes, and it looks like it's going to come to a nice conclusion soon. It's uh, it's really picking up momentum. It was only and supposed it, to be, like, what, a four- or five-issue arc? Uh, four, but I think they've extended it to six now, if I understood correctly. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I did enjoy some Eden's Fall. That was pretty good. I actually doubled a bit in Marvel this week, I will say. So uh, did I, you actually. Avengers okay, now I'm curious. What's going on, Venom. guys? Venom! Marvel. <laughs> Does, Rusty's all like, he's like, wait, wait, wait. There's a, what's, what's the punchline? What's the punchline? <laughs> what's going on? At Avengers 1 as well. It was, it was all right. Um, art was good. Mike Del, Mike Del Mundo, he's... Oh, man. He's, he's the new Alex Ross. Well... Not there yet, but he's uh, he, he's putting his name out, getting noticed. Um, and I also read that Doctor Doom, uh, Iron Man, yep, whatever yep, it was, yep, infamous Iron Man. I'd like uh, it. wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan of that one. I don't know. I'm just I, I'm not into the Bendis style of writing where it's just like he can be hit and miss. Yeah, it, he's good when he's writing characters like Jessica Jones, where I'm like, oh. No other writer has ever left an impression on me with this character. But when he's doing someone like Doom, where like Ed Brubaker's written an extremely good Doom, and a lot of other writers have, just the Bendis one doesn't make me very, uh, doesn't give me that same impression. Yeah. But that's just me. And I am one of many. My <laughs> <laughs> vote counts a million times. It counts to me the most, and that's what matters. Well, that's what matters. That's what matters. Are you going to read the second one? No. The art's go. good though. Alex Malley was great. Um, too bad he's got a. I guess he's got a writer that sells. So whatever, he doesn't care. Anyway, um, someone else talk. Cause... Um, so yeah, I actually read a lot of Marvel this week. Wow. Um, I, I know, right? Um, so from newer Marvel, the only thing that I really read uh, was the infamous um, Iron Man, which I, I will read issue two just to see where it goes. But it didn't feel. I don't know. I think people played it up a little too much because everybody kept talking about how awesome it was, and then I was expecting a little bit more when I finally got to it, and it just didn't live up to the hype. It's a um, lot of yap. Yeah. Uh, what else did I read? Uh, the newer stuff. Oh, uh, so Jesus has been bugging me about reading. You know, not bugging me like annoying, but like been telling me that I need to go back and I need to read Old Man Logan because he knows that I like Jeff Lemire. And so I finally broke down. And I read some Old Man Logan, and I'm only three issues in. But he's right. It's really, really good. I am hooked, and I'm probably going to knock out some more issues later this evening. Um, so, yeah, I am enjoying Old Man Logan. Excellent call on that, Jesus. Uh, your opinions are always welcome. Uh, solid solid, solid choice. Um, other than that, I've been reading a lot of old Marvel um, and so I went back and I read, I've been reading some, uh, Roger Stern Spider-Man. So like amazing Spider-Man, like 224 on after he gets the black suit or something. No, not even Two, he hasn't that. Even. 252. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, before. So I've been, I've been reading some, uh, old Roger Stern stuff. And then I went back and I read, uh, uh, what is it called? Doctor. It's Dr. Strange. Um, Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom, uh, what is it called? Makeout session. Yeah, makeout session. Magic bullet. No, not magic bullet. This is an old one. Uh, Steely Dan. Uh, what is it called? I don't remember. I just, what it's called I just now. saw it earlier today too. I know I it's I so freaking good. I'm not gonna lie. I really, really, really liked it. Uh, once again, it's old Marvel, so of course I'm probably gonna like it. Um. But it was called Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom. Uh, oh, 
old. That's gonna bug me. I'll come back. To, I'll find it and I'll just yell it yeah. halfway halfway through the pod. <laughs> I'm just gonna yell it, and you guys will be like, like "What?" Insane man. Uh, but anyways, no, it's really really good. And then I also Triumph reading... and Torment. That's it. Triumph and Torment. <laughs> Doctor Strange, Doctor Doom, Triumph and Torment. And then I also went back and I read some more uh, Roger Stern. I've kind of been on a Roger Stern kick. I read some more uh, Roger Stern, Doctor Strange. Wow. So, so like the old, like early 80s Doctor Strange. Um, so, no, I've been kind now, of been on this old school kick. Have you uh, seen the new Doctor Strange movie, though? Not yet. I was hoping to go today, but the wife got off work a little bit later, so honest to God, I don't know. Hopefully I'll see it before this podcast drops, but there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. Pretty good. No, I, I saw I, it I, last night. I've it heard it's good. amazing. I, I do want to see it. Don't get it, don't get it wrong. I, I really, really, really want to see it. I just don't yeah, know when I too. have time. Time... The elusive mistress. Yes. Speaking of time, do you think it's time we played a game? We haven't done one in a while. I you guess like so. Is, in, the, <laughs> in the immortal words of uh, Joshua from War Games, shall we play a game? Shall we play All right, let's play. Oh, you know, so it's been a while since we've done something like this. You know, going through the, the archives, <laughs> looking at the point scale. Um, I show Nova was last in the lead at 15 points, so followed by Tap at 10, and Rusty at 8. Yep, that sounds Ooh. accurate. Rusty was yeah. coming back towards the end, though, because at one point, like, we had that many and Rusty had one. So, like, Rusty was coming back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I made well, it up. We're going to have a little fun tonight. I got a bunch of basically questions for you. Whoever can shout it out first gets the point. You people at home listening in, feel free to shout out as well, you know. <laughs> you will not get any points, but feel free to shout out. <laughs> shout uh, out! Because I know some of you are out there going to know what this is, and some of you are going to be like, but, 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 Nova, how can you not know? Or Tap, what were you thinking? Or Rusty, come on, read Invincible, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so today's topic is going to be based off of first appearances oh crap <laughs> okay but i have a lot of it tailored to your specific interests and loves i hope so i'm not good at remembering specific issues and stuff that's that's my downfall oh, my right. brain's not a statistical brain <laughs> well shall we get started all right let's do the dang thing all right guys what was the first appearance of Carnage? By 361. 361. Yes, yeah. Tap. Woo! Oh, my God. See, Tap, look go. at you. <laughs> 360 yeah, if you knows. include the cameo. Yeah. All right. How about the first appearance of Scarecrow in DC Comics? Oh, that I Batman. don't know. Batman uh, 1, I don't know. 42. Detective Comics 63. Actually, it wasn't Detective. It was Batman 189. Uh, none of us were close. That lane uh, is a late bloomer. As, if we don't know it, is it going to make the prices right where whoever's the closest? <laughs> <laughs> Without going over. Without going over. <laughs> yeah. All right. How about this one? The first appearance of Gambit. Three, and, or if you want to count the cameo, I guess it's the annual like number seven. Or you're close. You're you're like almost right there. I'm annual gonna... number nine. Annual number six. Before you even mention annuals, good lord, guys. Okay. Uh, okay. X Men two sixty. X Men two sixty. Two sixty four. Two sixty one. Three. Fifty nine. Two fifty nine. Video numbers until you. <laughs> uh, I heard the number. The question is, do I even give it to you? Yeah, I don't think so. Yes, At this point, it's just I like, know it's in that area. We should it's lose points there. for every wrong guess. Yeah, there you go. I like I, that idea. Well, in that case, I'm not going to say a damn word. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to hold on to your one point to yeah, the end, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, 
It was Uncanny X-Men number 266. So no, no one got it. I did. Actually, uh, uh, Rusty did say 266. All right. All right. But come know. on. All right. How Wait, about this one? I... Say that again. And I'm going to throw. I'm going to. And I'm going to throw things back. Well, for instance, like okay. you tell me whose first appearance came in Incredible Hulk number 181. Wolverine. Yes, Tap. That was so fast. Holy oh snap. yeah, that's a classic, man. You don't play around with that one. All right. How about Ant Man? Ooh. Uh, Marvel premiere. Uh, 38? It's a Marvel premiere. A Marvel <laughs> premiere. 22. Uh, Marvel premiere 22. Here comes the guessing game again. No, I'm done. That's the last yes, one. Yes, it is a Marvel premiere. Marvel premiere 6. It's sort of like when you're when you yes. have a test and you just circle. You, see, yeah, <laughs> you make a little Christmas tree out of the bubbles, you know. <laughs> Abracadabra well, your way through it. Well, I don't yeah, remember. The answer now. actually it's is Marvel, Marvel premiere, premiere number forty-seven. Oh, 30. See, I said thirty-eight at first, and I was like, yeah, I knew. Was, yeah you're close, forty-seven. All right, tell me who came out of Spawn issue number nine. Angela. 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 Yes, Nova. What? I said it. We need I the playback. The playback on the that playback. one. I, I, the video to me, I, I saw it. There's a there's a lag in Skype. You can't count video. I know, there's right? a and lag in Skype. Here. We need a playback on that one. Okay, so that one, uh, we, we all know the answer. So nobody gets the point on that one until we have the playback where we can officially hear. And Rusty, no messing no with the playback. No one's going to check the playback. I'm not gonna no, I'm it. going to. I'm going to. I want the point. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh, he's gonna right. he's gonna augment the audio before he sends <laughs> yeah. it. No, because I have the Amolta. Ooh, I guess I could, couldn't I? I have a Amolta. <laughs> All right, here's an easy one. Somebody's gonna get Red Skull, Captain America. Oh, Captain America, America one. one. Yeah, no, tap. Okay. Okay. Next one. Okay, here's a tough one. Maybe Nova can get this one. Wonder Dog. Underdog. Superman number 11. Rusty has seven points now. (laughs) Negative seven. Are you thinking of crypto, Rusty? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, man, I'm really not good with first appearances. I have no. Y'all know who Underdog is, don't you? No. I know crypto, I know Ace. No science dog. I know science dog. You guys never yeah, watched the dog. cartoon with the Wonder Twins and Wonder oh, Dog. Okay. God dang, that was a long time ago. Wonder Twins Not powers activate. Um, form of eagle. Yeah, no clue. I, I'm not even going to guess. Okay. The correct answer is the Super Friends issue number one. There you go. Yes. All right. How about who came out of Green Lantern issue number fifty-nine? Kyle Rayner. No. No, that would have been early. Sinestro. Nope. No. God damn. John Stewart. Nope. Guy Gardner. Yes. Uh, yeah. Kyle Rayner is forty-three, forty something like that. I was sitting there, but no, Kyle Rayner was like 48. Yeah. Well, there's like multiple volumes of Green Lantern, so there's also the... Yeah, you gotta yeah. specify. That's my excuse. Yeah. Well, even if you were in like <laughs> volume was one, clear. I mean, it wouldn't have been like Sinestro or anybody. I don't know, I was just trying to okay. throw shit out there. Uh, How about... Alright, I better get on the video for this, somebody's gonna get it quick. Negan. Walking Dead 100. Uh, uh, Walking Dead 100. Yes, Tap. I've never even read it, that was a straight up guess. <laughs> Um, Lex Luthor in his power suit. Mm, no clue. Mm. Action comics. Uh, Superman <laughs> number uh, 30. Action wow. Comics 536. No, well, you're all wrong. It's Action Comics number 544. Holy crap, I was that close? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were that close. <laughs> You were pretty close. All right. Impressive. All right. So I'm going to see if somebody can press me with this one. Agent Phil Coulson. Agent uh, Phil Coulson. Uh, okay. He, um, uh, Nick. Nick. Wait. Is it Nick? No. Is we've, it, we've, we've talked about this. Agent one. of Shield. 
Agents of Shield Four. one. Mm-mm. Nick Fury, Agents of Shield, number fifty. It's, I know nope, he was a... created for the movie, and then they brought uh-huh. him into the comics, but I don't know when he came into the comics. Well, he came into the comics in. I'm sorry, no. Did you have a guess? No, I, I have no idea. Okay, it was Battle Scars, issue number six. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I knew that. Oh, come on. Yeah, I know you knew that. Because you would have said it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I didn't even think Battle Scars, though. Like, I don't know why. Okay. Okay, I know somebody's going to get this one pretty quick. Whose first appearance came out of Werewolf Biden? Moon Knight. Moon Knight. 32. Moon Knight. (laughs) I was ahead of you by, like, three seconds. No. Yeah. Well, Well, let me ask you this. Who came out of Iron Man number 55? Thanos and Drax. Oh yes, you got both of them. <laughs> See, I it's not two known, points though. I wouldn't have known that one. So I guess I'd tailored some stuff to y'all. So. And Eros, and his father, and Kronos. <laughs> right, this isn't uh, America's Got Talent here. Thank you. <laughs> All right, who came out of Detective Comics number thirty-eight? <gasps> uh, oh God, I know this. Catwoman. I don't know. Penguin. I really thought you would know this one, uh, Nova. No, I'm not. I'm Detect- not a first appearance guy. Okay, Detective Comics 38. Okay. Uh, Joker. No. Um. I know this. God, it's gonna bug me. Two Face. Somebody, somebody listening is jumping up and down in their chair right now. Yeah, I don't know, and I know this one too. That's what makes me so Poison mad. Poison Ivy. I'm sorry. What was that, Nova? Poison Ivy. No, the correct answer is Robin. That's it. Mm. God dang it. Mm. All right. How about the first full color appearance of Hellboy? Hellboy number one? <laughs> it was like a Dark Horse Presents. Yes. Yes. You're on the right uh, track. Dark Horse Presents number eight. 35. No, it was Dark Horse, but the issue was Next Men number 21. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. How about who came out of Iron Fist number fourteen? A saber tooth. Yes. Um, how about Marvel Spotlight number thirty-two? Ghost Rider. Uh, <laughs> no. What? Marvel Spotlight number thirty-two. Yeah, it's Ghost Rider. He came out of well, he came out of Marvel Spotlight. Uh, but 32. not number thirty-two. Then I my answer is that's my answer, so I'm out. I don't know. 32. Um, oh, Ghost Rider was Marvel Spotlight 5. 32. 32. Oh, I know, but that's only because I cheated, so I'm not going to answer. All right. Well, the answer is <laughs> Spider-Woman. Okay. I never. I own that, that issue. Hold on. Yeah. I should have known that. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Okay. Where, what issue of The Walking Dead did the governor uh, have his first appearance? Thirteen. No. Fifty. No. Thirty-five. Uh. Sixty. Forty-four. Seven. No, the correct answer is twenty-seven. Oh. Yeah. All right. Only three more questions left, and right now we have Nova with one point, Rusty with four, and Tap with five. So, here we go. The last three questions. What was Wonder Woman's first appearance? Wonder Woman, uh, no, Sensational, Sensation Comics, uh, something, I think. I don't know the issue number. Uh, Sensational right. Comics 32. All right, I, I can know. see none of you got this one. It is actually All-Star Comics number eight. Uh, uh, well, speaking of Wonder Woman... What issue did Cheetah come out of? Hmm. <laughs> Hell of I know. Yeah. Jungle something. Five. The same the <laughs> same one, All Star Comics eight. <laughs> now how about Wonder Woman issue number six? Yeah. Okay. Alright, last see. question for the night. And I think I know who's gonna get this one. Uh, what is Adam Warlock's first appearance? 
it depends on what you want to call his first appearance. But if you want to get his first name as Adam Warlock, it's like Thor one sixty two or something like that. Or it's Adam Warlock one. It's one of the three because that's what I don't. One of the three. Adam Warlock one. He gets his actual name. Uh, Fantastic Four. He's the cocoon and known as him. Um, but he doesn't get the name Adam Warlock until Adam Warlock 1. Yeah, Adam Warlock 1. The power of Warlock the and Adam Warlock. The power of Warlock. No, it's the same thing. There is different. no Adam Warlock. It's just Adam Warlock 1. Uh, the power of Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. It says... Oh. Uh, I don't know. Do we give that to to Rusty or not? See, I'm seeing... I named, on, like, three I'm different appearances. <laughs> Seeing on Wikipedia, maybe this is wrong, and I'm just reading it. This is Marvel Premiere One. Did you say that, Rusty? Marvel Premiere One is also Adam Warlock One. Oh, so, uh, I don't know about. I don't know. That. This is getting real sketchy. Sort of. Okay, like... look at this. Okay, there's the power of Adam Warlock One, which was a Marvel Premiere. Uh, I don't know, man. Thanks. I think so. Otherwise, Power of Adam Warlock is a separate one, but it's Adam Warlock One. Sounds like you're trying to justify a wrong answer, but that's just me. <laughs> hmm. It's up to the judge. I think the oh, judge wait. is going to give it and basically make Rusty and Tap tied. And I think we're going to have to have a tiebreaker question. Let's to, do it. Uh, Let's do it. To figure it out. But then that's someone will be tied with me. Am I wrong or am I right? <laughs> yeah, overall I'd be tied with you. Yeah. All right, so let me find a good question here. I'm doing my homework research. Something that the two of you might be able to get without quite problems. Amazing Spider-Man 129, The Punisher. All right. (laughs) Here you go. Both of you should know this one. If you don't, you're not worthy to be on this podcast. Oh, fair enough. I'm going to throw it on this. First appearance of... Deadpool. 98. New Mutants. New, yeah, yes. New Mutants 98. <laughs> <laughs> I knew one of you. I knew you both would know that one. All right. So Rusty uh-huh. got that. That puts our points at. What do we got here? We have Nova at 15, Tap at 10, Rusty at 9. Wait, what? That was a round. You got one point for the round. Right? Oh, snap. Oh, what okay. the? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I thought it was a point per per question. Okay. Dang. All right. What, you would rather have a point per question? No, 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 yes, no, 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 yes. no, 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 no. I'm, I'm tied with I don't Nova. Make up the rules. I don't make up the rules. I just think I make imaginary ones in my head. So I'm nine, and then who else? Tap okay, is ten. That's how we've always been doing it is one Whoa. point per the round. But that's going to conclude our contest for today. Stay tuned until next time when I'm going to be bringing something extra special to these three guys. Gentlemen, bring lube. Oh, oh well. <laughs> I, I mean, whoops, did that come out wrong? I always carry one in my gym bag. <laughs> there you go. All right, well, I got a little stressed out there for a minute because um, that was one per question, but all right. Fair enough. Who's the lead? That was fun. That was fun. All right. So, unless we had nothing else, maybe we should give somebody a call. Give it a ring-a-dang-dang. special guest, a guy who's um, been doing comics for a while, everything that you know and love from A to Z, really, from action comics all the way down to, what, X-Men? If you read comics, if you've ever walked into a comic book store, you have seen his work, guaranteed. I'm happy and pleased to present to us Bob McLeod. Bob, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. Glad to be here. Oh, man, we are so excited to have you. Yes, very excited. It, It is an honor, so thank you very much for doing this. Happy to do it. I was trying to think of something that I'd ever done starts with Z, and I, I never worked on Zorro. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I call myself in the mid sensor like, see, oh, wait, wait. Then I just forgot about the X. <laughs> 8X, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get Y and Z eventually, right? 
Yeah. Oh man. So, uh, if you um, for some of our younger listeners that may not uh, be familiar with you, maybe you can give us just a quick little um, bio about yourself to help introduce uh, you to them. Oh gosh, that's that's tough because I've been doing this for forty years, and I like you say I've, I've worked on so many different projects. Uh, so. I guess I'm best known for co-creating the New Mutants for Marvel, which are a younger team of X-Men um, with Chris Claremont, and uh, also penciled Superman for a couple years for DC, Ink, did a lot of inking over my career over a lot of other artists. Um, I started out working for Marvel's Crazy Magazine, doing pencils and inks uh, in a humor style of art. And uh, had to switch over my whole art style into dramatic comics, superhero comics, because that's where most of the work was. Um, so I had to retrain myself, and my inking kind of uh, reached a higher level than my penciling early on. So I did a lot of inking, but I was always penciling at the same time, and eventually got my uh, penciling skills up to par with my inks. Um, you know, so I've always kind of bounced back and forth between the two of them. But I've worked on all the, the major characters at, at Marvel and DC, either penciling or inking. Mm-hmm. That you have. You know, lots of times when people uh, talk about comics, you know, a common question that always comes up is, hey, what is your favorite cover? And I will say, you know, I have my top ten that I just – my always my go-tos, the top ten covers that I always say these are my favorites. And one of them happens to be G.I. Joe number 100 which is the yeah. one that you had done as well. I love that cover with Cobra Commander and the, you know, the, 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 I'm back. It's just, I love it. I inked a lot of covers on GI Joe. Um, yeah. I did the first issue, uh, inking over Herb Trimpey on the first issue of GI Joe. And then I inked a lot of covers over Mike Zeck and, uh, Ron Wagner. Um, you know, once they get you going, the editor, it's it's easy for them to just keep giving the same guy's work over and over. So we used to, you know, I would just take what they offered me, and they kept giving me these G.I. Joe covers. And I was like, all right, good. Let's go. <laughs> It'll work. <laughs> so you you had, like, a real interesting start um, when it comes to comics. I was kind of reading up your bio or whatever that you had about how you got started. And it's, uh, it's a fun read. So for those that don't know, please go to BobMcLeod.com. <laughs> And you have a little blurb on there about how you got started. And it's a super interesting read because you were truly one of the, the early guys. I mean, you could almost say, I guess, you've been doing this in, what, 72? Is that right? 70, 73 or 74. Yeah. So, I mean, you yeah. have a really interesting start where it, before everything kind of blew up where you had uh, you started off as inking. Um, you know, Neil Adams really kind of got you your start at Marvel. Um, I mean, you have like a really crazy history of like how it all happened. Most people nowadays, they don't have to go through the kind of stuff that you did. Uh, so you're a vet for sure. I mean, it's a really fun read. Uh, so I guess overall, Oh, go ahead. You can't really start the careers the way I did nowadays. There's no production department at Marvel anymore. You you can't get started the way I did. There's no crusty bunkers, uh, you know, that I started out with Neil. My story was a, you know, of the, of its time, but you can't really do that anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a, a, a story to be told though. So like I said, for those that don't know the story, please go check out his website and read it. Cause it is a really interesting tale of, of how, you know, getting started in the comics. Now you never did get to do mad magazine though. Is that right? Yeah. Um, let me let me just tell you, I started out at the very rock bottom. My very first job in comics was actually taping the page numbers onto the pages of art at Marvel in the production uh, production department. And I was doing lettering corrections for a couple months, uh, learned how to hand letter from the top two letterers at Marvel who created all the logo lettering at the time, Danny Crespi and Maury Kuramoto, a couple of great guys, and worked my way up to doing art corrections, moving a little sword of Conan, you know, a little bit higher to make room for a balloon or, or whatever, um, and then eventually going going freelance. Um, I'm, so I'm sorry, what was your original comment there? 
Oh, I was just saying, it was just a real interesting start and everything. And then I guess I might finish it up with, uh, you never did get to work on Mad, on Mad, oh, yeah, did I, you? Well, when I started out as a kid, I wanted to basically be more Drucker. I loved more Drucker's art. Uh, I was a big fan of Mad Magazine, much more than comic books. I mean, I read Archie and Superman, but I wasn't a huge comic book fan. I read the Harvey line of, you know, funny animal comic, Little Rich, uh, Richie Rich and uh, Little... Lada or whatever her name was, that kind of stuff. Um, I was more into humor. I wanted to eventually have my own newspaper comic strip or work for Mad Magazine like Mort Drucker. Um, but once I got ready starting my career, I got to where I could do a really good Mort Drucker takeoff, um, but it was too close to Mort Drucker. And I didn't want to go to Mad and just say, hey, look, here I am, Mort Drucker Jr. You know, I, I wanted to be more original or just, you know, do something else. Uh, so I did some work for crazy magazine, uh, pretty much in a Drucker style. Um, but just, uh, you know, I worshiped more Drucker too much to, to be just a second rate more Drucker. I, I just wasn't, uh, didn't want to go there. And I got caught up in, into the superhero stuff. Uh, there was so much work at that time to be had in, in the superhero dramatic comic not just superheroes but they had kung fu comics they had monster comics science fiction comics romance comics westerns every genre you could think of and um there was all this work in that and very little work in humor even if i worked for mad that was like four pages a month that you would get you know it wasn't really full-time work so i figured i'd better learn how to do how to do dramatic comics uh and just started a gave myself a crash course on how to do that well i'm glad you did because some of your art has just been obviously phenomenal um actually you did a commission piece for one of our friends at new york comic-con a couple weeks ago and he showed it to us and it was a batman piece that you did and god it was amazing i was (laughs) drooling over it (laughs) way too much time into that thing it was very very cool so now I gotta ask you know, you get so. interrupted a lot at comic conventions where people come up and want you to sign your autograph, and it's hard to get a sketch, you know, start to finish. You're interrupted 20, 30 times while you're working on it. So mm-hmm. yeah. it seemed like yeah. I was on that thing for hours, but it was probably altogether took me an hour to do it. It was amazing. I was, was a- I was in awe of it. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Now I got a question. I've always wanted to ask this, and you're just the per- perfect person to ask. You know, I've always wanted to know what were some of the mistakes that have ever come across Marvel's desk with lettering and uh, penciling and stuff like that. And you mentioned that you know you did the correction stuff in the past. So maybe you could tell us some of the cool stories of things that have come across. Are you just like, what, what were you guys thinking? <laughs> <laughs> you know, all that stuff about uh, does Iron Man have a nose or not? You know, that, that remember that part of you guys that for for a while they put a nose on Iron Man because somebody Stanley in some meetings uh, said where's his nose and they said oh no Stan wants a nose on Iron Man they went crazy and gave him a nose and then they decided well that looks ridiculous let's get rid of his nose you know so we we take his nose they'd have somebody in production take his nose off after it already been inked by by the inker um, they had a still have probably a history of correcting things uh, after they're already completed instead of kind of doing it ahead of thinking ahead of time. Let's not do that. Instead, they go back and and change things a lot. So I was always uh, having to uh, fix things that could have easily been done right if they had just said, wait a minute, let's think about that for a second and, and, and get it right. Instead, they're just shuffling stuff out to the penciler and inker and um, they're sending the stuff back and then they're thinking about it and say, oh, well, maybe we should have done this. So there was one horrible uh, instance where John Buscema, uh, you know, he always used to do these little wonderful sketches on the backs of his original art pages. Uh, he would just kind of warm up doing drawing figures and, uh, you know, quick little, some were just little head, some were more complete drawings. And on one page of Conan, he he did this really nice drawing of a barbarian bad guy just standing there with his uh, axe and um, he's got his furs on and everything. Uh, 
wonderful pencil drawing. And it went out to, to Ernie Chan, the inker, and Ernie saw that and said, boy, i got to ink this. I inked it right up. You know, they're not getting paid for this. It's on the back of the page, but they were just into it. Beautiful drawing. And then the page came into production. And on the front of the page, I forget what it was. They needed me to um, take out a tier of panels, maybe, and move move something around. I, I can't remember. But at that time, you know, this was before digital stuff. Everything had to be done in a crude way. And if I had to move, say, just one word someplace, I would get an exacto blade and cut out that word off the page of original art and tape it someplace else and then get a, a blank piece of paper and fill in the little hole in the original art. So there'd be tape on, on the back of the page and, um, you know, doing all kinds of damage to the original art. But, we, they didn't used to think of it as original art. They thought of it as production art, and it didn't have any value to them. Um, and I didn't know any better. You know, I was I was just uh, happy to be working at Marvel. I didn't give it a lot of thought. But they they had me slice that page right in half and um, piece it back together. So there's this uh, piece of orange or yellow now masking tape going right across that beautiful drawing of the barbarian on the back of the page. Oh. Oh, heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. <laughs> is there any common things that you always saw always repeatedly come across your desk? Something that, that you just see all the time? Uh, mostly it was just moving words around. You know, yeah. the, the writer would uh, decide that they needed, or the editor rather, would decide they needed a uh, word change uh, for, for whatever reason. Sometimes art, they just uh, need a background added or, um, like I say, move something like Conan Sword out of the way to put a balloon there. Um, so I'd be adding a balloon, a word balloon. It mostly had to do with just, you know, in retrospect, silly changes of, of dialogue and stuff. It wasn't anything earth-shattering that they were trying to do. It was just... I don't I don't know why they couldn't leave it alone, but they everybody's trying to do their best job, you know, and they wanted to just get it just right. You know, just nothing major, nothing, you know, that always came in on every page or anything. Very cool. Cool. So going forward in time a little bit here to uh the creation of new mutants, um, how much uh input I guess did you have on the character design? Well, the character designs were pretty much totally me. They, Chris had the idea for the characters um, ahead of time before they ever brought me on board. He had um, even some characters we didn't in, end up using. Uh, so he had a lot of ideas for characters and what their powers might be, what their names might be. Um, but he had, of course, you know, he's a writer, that didn't really have any idea what he wanted them to look like. Um, so... Uh, he would just tell me, well, this guy is going to be a coal miner, uh, thinking his name might be Sam Guthrie, and, um, you know, what do you think he should look like? And then I, I would take it from there. Um, so I kind of knew their nationality, um, some little things about their personality, and then I would just uh, draw, you know, what that, what I thought would be a good representation of that. So, you know, I wanted Cannonball to be kind of lanky and hillbilly looking and uh, kind of the type of guy that would be uncomfortable in his clothes, you know, just just uh, not comfortable in, in his skin yet. He was still growing into his body and, and that kind of thing. Um, so just tried to convey that image. Very cool. Very cool. So, I mean... Now people are talking about nowadays that there could be possibly like new mutants like TV, uh, movie, and everything else. Do you have any uh, kind of influence or do you have any kind of opinion on that in general? It's funny how often I get that question. Uh, I mean, surely you realize movies are, are a separate business from comics. And there's all kinds of egos involved just in the comic business and um you can imagine the egos in hollywood 
not wanting me to tell them how to make their movie. <laughs> so, no, I would, I would be amazed if they contacted me and, and asked me for any input. Um, I'm going to, there is going to be a, a movie of the New Mutants. Uh, it's already in the works and they have a script and a director. Um, I think it's supposed to come out in 2018 if things stay on schedule. They haven't cast it yet, as far as I know. Um, and that's about as much as I know. Um, so I assume I'm going to get a screen credit if uh, all the stars align and I'm super lucky. Maybe I'll even get a little cameo role in the movie, but oh, be cool. I really doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, but I'm just hoping it'll be a fun, fun movie and I'm really excited to see what they do with it. Very cool. Oh, definitely. So now with all the covers that you've done over the years, is there any particular uh, series from any of the publishers that you would just love to get your hands on? I always, my favorite person to ink was uh, John Buscema, so I always loved inking his work, and I did a lot of covers over him uh, for Conan and Tarzan. Um, Thor, I did a couple of Thor covers. Uh, I was so excited to do that. Um, I'm really much more about the art itself than the characters, though, so I'm not someone who always wanted to work on Batman or, or Spider-Man or whatever. I just like doing the art. Um, so as far as one series of covers like G.I. Joe, I did a lot of those. Not really. I mean, I just, um, I'm into the challenge of each individual cover that comes along and, and what's interesting about it, what I want to do with it. Um, so, I mean, I, I enjoyed, uh, those Conan covers. Um, I mean, I, I had a good time on my New Mutants covers. Um, I would even draw a little different faces on the characters up in the corner box, you know, having, having them have an expression instead of just this blank stare that most of the corner box art would have on it. So I had fun with those, uh, but you know, that's about it. So is there anything that you're currently working on, um, that you want to kind of throw out there and promote or anything that's upcoming maybe? Right now, I don't really look for work in comics anymore. Um, I, I think 40 years is about enough for the, a good run. Um, oh, no. It's a great run. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, the, biz, the business keeps changing every decade. It's really a totally different business now than it was when I started in the 70s, uh, even in the 80s. Uh, something just – there's major changes every decade, seems like. And to me, the business isn't uh, as much fun as it used to be. Uh, so there's plenty of guys working in the business now that I'm sure are having fun. Um, they don't have this day, decade to compare to the 70s, you know, because they're just in it now. Um, but it was a smaller, friendlier business back in the 70s and 80s. Um, just more fun. You could just go hang out at Marvel all day. I got a lot of my early jobs just hanging around the office. And when a cover would come in, I'd say, I'd take that. And they'd give it to me, you know, so... You can't really do that anymore. You've got to make an appointment and go in, and then you get kicked out after you see your editor. You know, you just can't hang out like you used to. Um, so right now, mainly just doing uh, commissions for fans, which I actually prefer over working in comics. It's a little more variety. Um, you know, I'm not working on the same thing every month. It's just whatever they want me to do at, at that moment. And then because it's the fans. There's so many different fans are acting for so many different things. Sometimes I'll do a watercolor. Sometimes I'll just do a little pencil sketch. Other times uh, a recreation of a cover from the past. Uh, you know, just it's always something different. So I'm enjoying doing those. And then I also do some variant covers for Marvel still once in a while. Just did a uh, New Mutants variant cover and a Captain America variant in the last couple of weeks. Oh, so you can look for those coming out soon. Awesome. Now you talk about the commissions. Um, I, now I understand that you also allow people to um, request commissions through your website. Is that correct? Yeah, sure. I have a list of commissions, and um, in the past, I was teaching part time at a uh, local art college here in Pennsylvania, and um, it kind of really cut into my time to do commissions. So my list just kept getting longer. People waiting you know, three years for a commission and I don't take any money uh, until I'm ready to start working on it. So it's not like I took their money and wasn't doing anything. Um, I just told them 
I'll get to you when I can and I'll email you when your name gets to the top of my list and you can tell me if you still want something and um, I'll, I'll jump on it. But, you know, a lot of people have been waiting a long time. So I've got a long list of commissions uh, right now that I'm slowly getting to. I've been doing a lot the last month or two. So are you still at that three-year point right now? or <laughs> No, sometimes uh, when people email me, I get on it you know, within a couple of weeks or in a month or so, it depends. Um, sometimes I'll put little quick things that I can do in a day ahead of bigger projects that are going to take me all week. Um, so usually there's only, you're only waiting a few weeks. Um, you know, no, the guys that are from three years ago are still on the list. <laughs> and I assume if they really wanted something, they'd be bugging me. So I'll get back to them and uh, ask them, hey, you know, remember when you asked me to do this? Are you still interested? Do you still have any money to pay for it? You know, what? Are you? and um, I'll get to them. But, you know, usually new people are constantly bugging me uh, if, if I'll do something for them. And they're um, in a hurry for it kind of put them ahead of the guys from three years ago that I haven't heard from in three years. Yeah. You know, that maybe, maybe that's not good yeah. business. Maybe I should, you know, really get back to those guys first. <laughs> so I apologize to those guys. <laughs> so, so a word of advice to our listeners, if you really want some work Bug done him. by Bob, go to his yeah. website. You can look at the list of his convention schedules and, <laughs> and go on his circuit and track him down at the convention. Or just bug him. <laughs> Email him and just keep bugging him. Yeah, it you works. Know, just keep giving them the the rough end of the stick right there. Just keep bugging them. <laughs> yep. Squeaky wheel gets the grease. That's right. So what character, um, I know you got to go here in a few minutes, but uh, what character would you say you probably like doing commissions for the most? Like, is there any one specific character you just absolutely love drawing and you just love it when he comes across? Or she comes across? No. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> As I said, I'm not really, uh, I mean, I, I do enjoy superhero comics and, and comics in general. I do, I am a fan to an extent, but I'm, I'm not a fan of any particular character so much. Um, I enjoy drawing Spider-Man. I've done a ton of Spider-Man uh, commissions and sketches, and uh, I like his costume. I like drawing Storm from the X-Men uh, uh they're probably my two favorites. I like drawing the thing from the Fantastic Four, but I don't really. I, I'm really more interested in figure drawing than in characters. So I don't like characters generally with a mask where you can't see their face because I like drawing faces and expressions. I don't like complicated costumes with a lot of seams and a lot of pouches and, you know gun belts and whatever. <laughs> so, so, so no Liefeld style drawings. <laughs> I do not want to do Liefeld. Uh, spawn. I don't want to be doing any Spawn uh, sketches. Um, and you mentioned G.I. Joe. Um, I know a lot of my fans are G.I. Joe fans and that's great. Um, but I don't like drawing guns. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that goes my idea because I was going to commission a nice uh, Sergeant Fury uh, battle pose. <laughs> yeah, guns are tough to draw. You know, getting them to the right scale, the way the the uh, hands hold a gun, you know, when you're shooting a rifle, that's a hard angle to draw hands from and, and get the, the rifle looking just right and everything. Um, so my perfect thing to draw would be like uh, a a naked figure out in the desert, you know, with, with no background, no complicated costume. <laughs> you actually did another, I was looking at your commission gallery, um, and there was a Spider-Man you did, I think it was from 04. It was incredible. It was uh, a zoomed up picture of Spider-Man's eye, and inside the eye was the Green Goblin. And that, yeah. oh, oh, I was in love with that picture. I thought it looked absolutely incredible. Whoever yeah, got that was very lucky. That was a request. That was his idea. He said, hey, can you draw the Green Goblin in, in Spider-Man's eye, um, it's his eye on his mask? And I said, sure. And then another fan actually saw what I did for that and said, hey, can you do that same thing for me? So I've done that a couple of times. It's, a, it's amazing. <laughs> it, it looked incredible. 
Thanks very much. Very cool. So, um, whenever I originally asked you to come on the podcast, um, we I showed you a picture of the enemy within uh, with Venom, and you said you had a funny story about the cover uh, where it's Venom Venom's face that just basically takes up the whole cover. Yeah, it's it's not that funny a story, uh, but they when they um, assigned me that miniseries, of course I wanted to do the cover. And um, at that time, they were doing all these specialty uh, gimmicky covers with foil and with embossing and yeah. all these little gugads to make them, uh, you know, fancy. And they wanted to do something like that for the first issue of, of the Venom miniseries. They wanted to have just some uh, uh, graphic design type of thing rather than a drawing. And I said. Oh, I really want to do this cover, you know, let me, let me at least uh, take a shot at it and show you something. And if you don't like it, do something else, but let me take a shot at it. So I, I did that, uh, just the, the eye mask and, and the um, tongue and uh, they ended up making it glow in the dark. Uh, but they, yeah, they said, okay, we'll, we'll use your drawing. I talked them into it. <laughs> Very good. Awesome. Oh, well, Bob, I know we're at uh, the 30-minute mark, and uh, your time is limited. Um, do you gentlemen have anything else for him today? No, I just greatly appreciate you coming on and taking yes. the time to do this. It was really, really fun talking with you. Uh, thanks. I'm sorry I can't stay for an hour. Uh, normally, I would you know, stay as long as you want me to, but it's just kind of um, in the school year now. My wife works at a, a school and has to get up early and, and uh, has an hour commute up to the school where she teaches, so... Um, can't stay around. Nope, I understand. Well, thank you again. We really appreciate your time today. Yes, thank you. Sure. All right, it's a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Check us out, fourguysinacomic.com, and follow us on social media, Twitter, at number four guys in a comic, Facebook, keyword four guys in a comic. Also, check out popnerdtv.com and contv.com. Till next time.